0: Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome to the latest episode of Steelers Touch Down Under. I'm Matt Peverell and I'm joined by my co-host as always, Mark Davison. Mark, how's it going?
1: Hello, Maddie. Another show, another week. Steelers win, 8-0. What what more can you ask for, really? You know, what a great great journey we're on. Yeah, it feels like
0: a bit of a rhythm, doesn't it? It feels like sort of we chat every week. Steels have another win, just keep sort of rolls on week after week.
1: Maybe we are the good luck vibe. I'm not, you know, not too sure we came into this BTSC crew. Um, now we're undefeated. So, you know, our, our career is undefeated as well. That or Chase Claypool. Yeah, <laughs> He's exactly, having a pretty yeah. good rookie year too. <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
0: No, it's it's awesome. Steelers eight no, obviously, and we'll be definitely getting into the last week's game against the Dallas Cowboys, and obviously previewing this week's game um, against Cincinnati Bengals. Title of this week's show is the successful Steelers go up against the bungling Bengals. Now, Mark, we know these matchups. I think I saw the stat this week: Steelers haven't lost to the Bengals in five years. Massive, massive stat there. Equally, it might not be so easy going after what we saw last week.
1: Oh, definitely not. Like I have to give um, uh, Garrett Gilman the rap there. And I think the Cowboys came out and really showed some really good football and put the, the Steelers under pressure. Um, I think all of our BTS BTSC uh, crew thought the Steelers were going to win by 35 and hold the, the Cowboys to uh, lesser points. but. Yeah, the Cowboys really showed up. I even think the, the running game, um, I'm not a big fan of Zeke, but uh, he, he played well. Pollard played well. Um, just just their whole enthusiasm for the game made our Steelers uh, want to play in the second half. And we really didn't get going until uh, that third quarter when uh, Big Ben started playing better football than the first half was atrocious.
0: Yeah, and I agree with you, like, Tony Pollard had a terrific game. I mean, he led their, led their rushing attack over yeah. Ezekiel Elliott. And and he's a good player. Like, we saw that um, a couple of years ago when Ezekiel Elliott had, a, had that injury. I think it was to finish up a season or to start one of the seasons. I can't remember which it was. But, you know, he goes pretty good. <laughs> to use a bit of Aussie sort of terminology. He goes good. And, you know, like... For me, it was some of the gash plays. Like, even though his longest run of the day was 20 yards, you just felt like when he got the ball, he, he just found the gap.
1: He just ran hard. Like, a couple of runs I saw, uh, polo run. I'm thinking, like, how do we sign him into it to our football squad? Like, but I think that's the way that the Cowboys were being, um, you know, discounted all week by pretty much everyone around the world. Uh, and they're a football team that they had a chance to win the division, they still do, actually. Um, and and yeah, what a surprise game. But it's one of those games where a lot of people thought it was a trap game. I still don't think it was a trap game. Um, I thought we could handle them easily, but they, they, did, almost, they did almost lose. So take Yeah, care. and
0: I'm really excited there that you picked up on the Tony Pollard one because I know when Connor was going through some of the bit more of the injury woes the last couple of seasons, he was a name that I saw bandied about, especially after Ezekiel Elliott signed the massive deal that he signed with like Tony mm. Pollard be happy being in number two. Um, and obviously he played like a number one last week. So yeah. And she brought that up and, and I'm, you know, I've got a lot of, I guess, confidence in what he did. And I think last week showed that, but as you said, like the Steelers didn't have it easy going. I mean, you know, first quarter they trailed, you know, three and zip, you know, Dallas then outscored them again in the second quarter, ten nine. Dallas again, outscored them in the third quarter, six zip, you know. And then the Steelers came back. But really, we saw it like 19-9, and 9, you know, going into the fourth quarter for the Steelers to do a bounce back. I mean, you know, I know that had a lot of people on ten hooks.
1: Well, let's bring up all the big plays the Cowboys had. And, and they had a brilliant game plan for us inside their home. And, the, and again, inside their home stadium, they, they want to play as tough. And now the Steelers have um, a target on their back, which so they should with any undefeated team. You, you know, even the Jets might come in here and want to give us a run. But... They, the Cowboys did some brilliant plays with that fake uh, punt re- re- reception and then they threw it all the way to the to the other bloke on the other side um, the kickoff return where he went right down down the alley um, one of the Steelers plays went too far in and, and didn't correct that so these big plays might have had the points for the Cowboys and maybe it was the difference between 19 points and not six points or or, or nine points because they got better field position Um yeah, the Cowboys showed up, but, they, it, but in the end, and we've been talking about this off-air for a little bit and throughout through messaging, everyone calm down. This is, this is the best experience right now for the Steelers to be 8-0. We have to enjoy this journey because the Steelers are 8-0 and we've matched our season total last year. Like really just got to chillax, like I said, two weeks ago. Let's, let's enjoy this, guys. hundred percent.
0: You know, we are 8-0. It's franchise history. A lot was made about it last week if the Steelers could get up. It's certainly been discussed this week. If you're a fan, it, like, yes, only as good as your last performance. But the reality is the performance over this season is 8-0. and oh. Like, as I said, I remember saying this a couple of weeks ago. I think mean, it was after they got, had their sixth win.
1: Mm.
0: We've got eight games. we got eight wins. Anything more than that, you know, th- this team is not about padding stats. It's not fantasy football you know, however important that may be. The reality is the Steelers have played eight games, four away, four at home. They've won them all. They've played on on both sides of the country. They've played indoor. They've played outdoor. Like, they've won.
1: We just went through a hard period as well with the three-game stretch, like the uh, Tennessee Titans, Ravens and Cowboys. And then on paper, at the start of the year was like the hardest point. And we've come out victorious being eight and zero. This is like, yeah, I'm really, really, really starting to enjoy this um, brand of football where you know we, we up and down and you know your heart comes outside of your chest but at the end of the day um, we come up with a win
0: well and this is it let's look at the remaining eight games in our, including this week we've got cincinnati bengals or bungles as, as we've said in today's <laughs> title We've got the one and seven Jacksonville Jaguars. Then we go take on the Baltimore Ravens who we've already beaten and we play them at home on Thanksgiving, you know, in a game we're going to get up for. Then we've got the Washington football team who I don't think are as bad as their record looks like. But again, really, we should be able to take that one. It's a, it's a home game. Then you go up against the Buffalo Bills in Buffalo. Apart from the Baltimore game, that That's probably the biggest game, I mean unless we're fighting vying for you know the number one seed come Cleveland in week seven, but then obviously so after the Buffalo we've got the Bengals again in Cincinnati, then we've got the Colts, and as I just said before, we finished the season out against the Browns. We have one of the easiest record yep. like set of games coming up for the Steelers. People should be excited. Am I sitting here saying we're going to be sixteen zero? Probably not. I changed my prediction after a couple after couple of weeks to thirteen and three. I really want to say fourteen and two. I had the, you know, I know that I had them losing to Baltimore.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So in that, in the game we've already played, Steelers fans should be getting excited because we legitimately have the chance. Like we didn't get our buy. We didn't have a proper buy, and we literally set ourselves up for a buy in the playoffs. Which even if we'd had our buy, we'd still really be wanting to go after. I think people, as you say, as we've said before, need to just chillax yep. and just go with the flow because right now the flow is
1: pretty good. Well, you've got to enjoy it while it's here now. It's, you know, if you enjoy it at the end, end of the season, we win a Super Bowl, fantastic. But this is, what, this is why we're all football fans. Um, wake up Monday morning for us, 3am, 5am now, which the game's come on. But uh, yeah, this is a really, really cool experience and we're leading in interceptions and we're leading in sacks. Like, let's really enjoy this, guys.
0: Hundred percent. The Steelers have been around for eighty-seven years, back when they were the Pittsburgh Pirates, and they've never been eight and zero. They have never been eight 0 they have never been 8 0 Like, yeah, pure history. So, as like you know, we'll move on to to going through last week's game a little bit deeper. But I, I do, I think we need to really like from our perspective. We were talking about this before we got on Now we want to implore all the all the listeners out there and and the wider Steeler fan base and and anyone that you're talking to, listeners as well. If you've got you know mates that you know you're hanging out with whether it's when you watch the game whether you're at the pub but in the workplace you know wherever you see you know different mates or those around you pump them up this is, this yeah, is good stuff that's what we'd like to see like pump people up like because mark, as mark and i were talking about you jump on social media and yeah social media is this chasm of you know negativity it just is these days mm-hmm. just, that's what it is You know, I don't, I don't know about social networks. I think it's more about social breaking people down. Like, um, but jump on there and you just see all the hate. Like,
1: yeah, it's, it's, it's something really ironic with social media. Like, you get all your news from there, and we get it for BTSC and Steelers and and all these other sites. But the very first comment you see is, um, uh, why didn't Big Ben score ten touchdowns? Why did we let Dallas have nineteen points? i've always said this game's not built on paper even though last week i did predict them and we have to do predictions so that's that's part of what you will um but they're not built on paper and pollard and Zeke know that and gilbert gilbert came out and had a great day his selection his passing selection was was really awesome he threw one for 40 or oh, 30 yards the, on the first drive i think it was and they still wasn't whoa 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 we have a game here um you don't think you don't think the offensive line for the Cowboys, the big boppers up front. Oh yeah, just the Steelers gonna you know tackle us all day. No way they, yeah. It's 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 twenty two players on the field who want to fight to win, not fight to lose.
0: Exactly, exactly. And and look, going into the game. Let's let's have a look a little bit, as we always like to do, have a look at a bit of the box score, talk some of the leaders there. You, you know, you quoted a couple of guys there, but, you know, on the receiving side, you know, C.D. Lamb had 71 yards off four receptions. He looked really nice there with his touchdown. You know, Amari Cooper had five receptions for 67 yards, no touchdown, but he had that nice long run of 32 mm-hmm. yards. They gave it to Schultz. He had 48 yards on four receptions. Gallup had three receptions on 36 yards. He had a long of 20, and that was a really that was a big reception that he took as well at a key moment. Um, and they spread it around a little bit from there, you know. And then on on defense, equally, you know, Trevon Diggs, who is a is a rookie that I think has got a lot of upside. He played really really well. Um, he had seven tackles there. Jalen Smith, you'd always expect a bit out of him. I still go back to when Jalen mm. Smith was was drafted by. You know, it was a very Jerry Jones pick, but he had that knee injury, you know, and, you know, everyone thought it was going to be first round. He was taken early in the second round and just basically told, get your knee right for a season and a half. Like, really smart move there. And I think when you've got young players in the draft, I think, you know, for fans out there, just think that sometimes there can be a lot of upside in just allowing people to grow and develop and mm-hmm. get their body right. Um, you know, Van der Esch made an impact, you know, that. There was, you know, Demarcus Lawrence had one and a half tackles for a loss and a pass defense. You know, they recorded no sacks though.
1: Yeah, we Big talked
0: ben. about Big Ben being upright. No sacks.
1: Well, yeah, even with, um, you know, the, the sorry, the Cowboys' defense, they've got a pretty good unit, and they, you know, with Dak being down, um, it's a different team. But I, like I said, I don't think anyone expected them to come out. But at the same time, uh, we've got our our manly Siegel. Fans were both mainly Seagull fans. We have a thing called um, in Australia at, at their oval, Fortress um, Brookvale. It's now called something else, but you need to show up on your home turf. And the Cowboys showed up enough to make it the game competitive. Uh, and and near the end, Big Ben said, "You know, screw the rule book. screw oh, sorry, screw the playbook. Let's play some football, one on one. I'm going to beat you." And he did. He did. He, he came out and, and used all his receivers and. Ebron near the end for a TD, and we were up by five points. So, And that was the game, and like, it's a different feeling, but I think it's because as analysts or you know, fans now, we think we, we picture a certain way how it's going to go, and then it doesn't, and we feel a bit lost. Whereas we've lost that touch where you just need to enjoy the game. But it is yeah. really hard, because your, your heart's out everywhere.
0: It is, and they're, they're, they're absolute heart stops as you say there. But for me, and we've talked about this several times this season already, it's like Big Ben needs to play mistake-free football. And when you consider he was basically, you know, to use the term drawing up plays in the dirt, you know, old, mm-hmm. you know, sort of old school, you know, on the run, you know, very, I'll say cowboy style football. Like he was a bit of a cowboy, cavalier, maverick, whatever sort of word you want to use there, you know, no interceptions and didn't get sacked. That's what, like, if you're going to have to play like that, you've got to play mistake-free football. And as we said, you've got to, you've got to be able to keep Ben upright that's what we want to see. Like there's the scoreline might not have been what a fan thought going into the game, but at the end of the day, they felt a test. They didn't really necessarily turn up to play in the first half. They got through that adversity like they have in previous games and they got the win. They walked away with the win.
1: And he got three touchdowns as well. So that's a, it's a pretty good game, but we just didn't start, you know, a of two halves, but yeah, this whole season has been a tale of two, two halves and how we've won in different games and we're, we're still 8-0. and zero. So, yeah, I'm going to keep enjoying this um, Steeler Nation and all around the world. We just have to enjoy this win and there's only, you know, once a season we're 8-0, and no, there's only half a season left. So we've got to go out there and smash the Bengals.
0: Well, that's it. And, you know, don't wish the season away too early <laughs> because, <laughs> like, it's a long time between oh, January and September, man. like, or we're, February we're and September, you know, like... It's a bloody long time and, yeah. you know, I can't wait to where, you know, talking to you all and it's, you know, it might be it's sort of that end of June mark where it's after the draft and there's not much going on and like, you know, between like, you know, parts of training camp and and what have you. So, you know, there's there's a lot of weeks where we're all going to be sitting there going, oh, I wish the season was on. I wish we was, you know, even still only just beating yeah. the Cowboys by five points. Exactly, so, yeah.
1: Yeah, I wish we had football. We win by five points, and we're here stuck in June. You, you've said it right. Like, come on, guys. Let's let's. I, I'm I'm gonna say it every week now. This is this is an awesome experience. Um, talking to everyone around the world. Talking to Maddie. Still haven't met yet. Still need to meet for that beer. Uh, maybe could even do a beer podcast. I don't know how we're gonna do it. Um, but we have got the Bengals coming up, and it's gonna be our time. Uh, I think five. Th- no, sorry. My apologies. Eight thirty.
0: Yeah, it's eight thirty for so us. So
1: it's a lot better for us to wake up with a coffee. Um, watch our team and, you know, Joey's coming into the Heinz field. Like, and we're all scared for Joey or Joe, whatever his name is, um, Burrow. Um, same time, imagine him facing this defense in that, his, his first start in Heinz field. 100%. 100%.
0: Um, go, look, a couple of star performances for the Steelers last week. I mean, Juju. It, like, clutch receptions, <laughs> that touchdown with that leg drive, fight yeah. for every yard. He had 93 yards on the day, six receptions from seven targets, long reception 31, you know, awesome performance. Deontay, 77 yards, 4.8 average. You know, he only caught 60% of his passes, so a little bit disappointing there. Claypool, you know, eight eight receptions from 13 targets, 69 yards, no touchdowns, but again, he made some big catches and some big plays there you know, stretch the defense, Eric Ebron, you know, so foreshadowing when we get to punts of the week, let me down a little bit this week, but he yeah. had three receptions, to 22 yards so not his highest yardage of the season, but a really important touchdown and the way he hurt all that, yeah, cool that, that
1: awesome. And that's how you, that's how you finish with that as well. And I'd love to go back to the point you brought up with, um, with Juju. I wrote down on this little note here and I don't do too many notes for the show, but sometimes I do. Um, I found that Chase is now the leader in stats with receptions, but I think Juju is still the team leader in that receiving call. And it really shows in his um, effort and like his will to get the first down or his will to get the touchdown. Um, like they might use Chase a bit more to, to, you know, push the field, but Juju is coming in clutch and he's playing awesome football, like just great football. That touchdown was amazing, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Well, actually Mark, after the last week's game, um, Juju's only five yards behind Chase Claypool, but he yeah, ha- does have six, yeah. he does have sorry thirteen more receptions. So that obviously that those couple of long touchdowns from Claypool still sit there. Like, but equally, you know, and the yards are a bit lower than Claypool. They're only one touchdown difference. the The reality is though, is that. I don't going into this season. We thought it was going to be a Deontay and a Juju, yeah. or we thought it was going to be maybe even a James Washington and a Juju. No, it's Chase Claypool and Juju with the nice little sort of second, almost second tier or one and a half tier in like Washington and Deontay. And then you've got Ray Ray dipping in as well. And you've got, you know, two tight ends that you can easily throw it to in Ebron and, and McDonald. Like perfect.
1: So many that, options. Exactly. This, is why, this is why we are uh, the Steelers are so successful this year with um like you can tell with like with Ben's facial expressions or the way he's playing the game and he knows how to move this offense and he, he doesn't you know the player might come in, he might just throw it at the window and then draw his own one up or his communication with his even with his line as well, like they kept him upright. Um yeah, like this is such an awesome experience to to watch him uh big in his craft and see these young receivers develop. Um, with Claypool and and, and Juju, like he, the next step, like I loved him doing those big those big receptions, like ninety seven yards versus the Detroit Lions, awesome, like rookie when he did that, I'm pretty sure. Um, but now yeah. he's becoming the team team leader, like for, for that receiving core, and just you know he almost ran out to the star, and I was like, oh please don't, like you know you're gonna get. He wanted
0: to. I know. Did you hear the post game like the post game yeah. press conference? He wanted to, like.
1: Well, he, he definitely did. I'm I'm kind of glad. Like I don't. Like seeing players do those kind of things, but at the same time, I guess if I was playing and we're in the heated moment, like you're probably going to do that kind of stuff, aren't you? It's well.
0: I, I mean, you know, it's, we got to sit there and go, Juju is the sort of player, like it's, it's that brand, it's that have fun, and equally, like if I look at the cockiness or the attitude, yeah. if you like, of like a TO or an A, like if AB did it right like I'd be sitting there going that that pushed the button I think with Juju there's almost a bit of humor in it yeah. in a way like um and look I know some fans get riled up a little bit around you know he needs to stick off social media and and focus on the football but I think he's focused on the football like we talked a little bit about how jacked he got like to come into the season and I think we're seeing it with some of the, the catches that he's making and the the key plays that he's making, whether it's the fighting for the extra yards and and which meant a touchdown last week, or it's, you know, making that clutch throw over the middle or it's taking the pressure off the other (laughs) wide receivers when they're not firing, being an outlet for Ben, you know, I mean, in the blocking game, I I still feel that Juju's blocking game and, you know, on those different levels is unreal.
1: Oh, he's just just pushing the man backwards. And that's what it shows up in the weight room and the, um, schematical uh, side of things with the football um, Yeah, this is You know, he's not getting the big stats And this could be one of his best years that he's ever played As a, as a Pittsburgh uh, Steelers. So, yeah, it's very enjoyable to watch, to watch him to see what he wants to do And how he can uh, run certain rounds And just really Like when he's smashing someone right in the face And, and jumping over the, the, the touchdown zone uh, What better thing To to be sitting back on your couch or in a bar With a beverage saying, that's my team And here we are, 8-0
0: it's good juju, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, no, I'm really, I'm, I'm really hopeful that we'll be able to keep him next year, and I'm um, even started getting tempted that we throw a franchise tag at him just to keep him because um, you can do some things with salary cap there, and then try and figure out a deal post draft. But moving on to the defense, because I think the defense, you know, Ben, whilst Ben won that game, you know, did really help us or lead us to that win, and you know. I, I'm not going to delve into it too much. We can delve into it after the season because we've just gone on about positivity. But Randy Land, I don't know, more Canada, less Randy Land. That's all I'm going to say. Um,
1: I agree 100%. Something's of Why we aren't moving the football down the field on the first and second drive, I do not understand. And we're still winning, but that needs to be fixed. And I think you agree.
0: Yeah, 100 yep, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's just got to be fixed. We're not going to, people can forget. Put aside everything about titles and Super Bowls and buys and whatever. This needs we need to get this right. But I have faith that they will. Right, positive, yep. positive mindset. Have faith that will. But on the defensive side of the football, I mean, I thought Vinny, you know, Vince Williams, Vinnie Vitovici absolutely stood up. Did you see the way he like hurdled that um, the center on one of those plays, trying to go after the quarterback? Which is almost. Oh, a – I know yes, Dave was saying. Yeah, and I know Dave was saying there's rules about that when we were in the, in the Slack channel when like yeah. we were watching the game and that could have been a penalty. There's rules around that. But, you know, I just thought he was just hungry, you know, and he yeah. had the two tackles for a loss. You know, Spillane, six tackles, didn't do necessarily much outside of that, but did what he had to. I actually thought though there are a few plays to me that I just was like, no, Devin Bush is hurting us this week. There are a few plays where Spillane was just, you know, a couple of yards off the pace. Yeah, I mean, just,
1: like, like a coverage or something. Yeah.
0: Similar. And just, yeah, some of those plays. And then there are a few outside runs. And so I think what we are seeing there is the lack of having someone like Bush that goes sideline to sideline and just is so good on that lateral movement. Um, Minka. Minka, Minka, Minka. We talked about him having a breakout game. I know that was in some of your you know, mm-hmm. your punts of the week, but two pass defences. He had the um, fumble recovery, interception. Must have been good to see, Mark.
1: It was good football in certain spots as well where the team had to make a play. Um, the first one with Cam Sutton, and he's playing a good role as well. Let's not forget Sutton, what he's doing. Um, Punched a football out, and there's Minka. I think we're starting to see, from my fan perspective, with Minka, if he's not doing anything, we dislike him so much. If he's only doing a little bit, we're like, oh, okay, there's Minka. We wanted to do, we wanted to be one hundred percent all the time, and maybe that's just not a fact with Minka. But he played, even getting two turnovers, we're still like, like I, I think from fans I've seen, um, you know, Minka played good, but he really played great. Like he's just there at the spots like turn the ball over and we got the ball back and uh, I think it was uh, Rudolph came out to get us um, three points which is because Big Ben was going on the tunnel and then on the flip side with the interception he just seemed to be in the middle of the field where the ball popped up and that saved uh, a Cowboys touchdown or a field goal so that was two key points where the game came back to us yeah it was
0: one might say he made the plays at the right time just like Ed Reid used to
1: oh jeez <laughs> Are you shouting yourself out there to an article previously written or? <laughs> no, I'm trying to stir a
0: few people up. <laughs> um, no, I think you're right. Like he's got this eye for the ball. I watched a um, NFL films has done a bit of a cool doco with him and they looked at running a lot. And then they have looked at like mm. the batting the ball down. And and that's a really good expose. If you've got access to game pass or NFL network to go and have a look at that. I, I recommend that you do or find a way to watch it through YouTube because that was a really nice piece. And, you talk about some of the adversity that he went through in early life and they had these, they had these clips like they always do in those sorts of documentaries, like of player like of him playing at like a youth level at like high school mm-hmm. and a little bit of college, you know, everyone's seen his Bama highlights, but you, you can see how well he makes a play even in high school. Like it, it's glaringly obvious, the talent that he's got. So, you know, really happy to see him in a Steelers jersey, you know, still really happy with the number one pick that we had this year.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's a freak athlete. And let's not forget it's his second year. So he's still developing and growing. And that's what I mean. I think we have set a pedestal so high for Minka that we want him to perform every single week. But he's a part of the 11 interceptions. And maybe some some parts he's sitting back and um, doesn't need to go all guns blazing and make the big play, just seeing how the defense is going, how the game's going. But when time puts come to shove, there's Minka. And he's he's playing like, really good football in that spot, even at the very end. Uh, I think it was Minka and someone else pushing the pass down again. Yeah. So, yeah, like, let's give him a bit of praise. And just, I just want to see him just progress and get better and better and better, like TJ Watt has done as well. You know, yeah. let's not forget TJ Watt, he's playing really good football now, but he was a well, rookie year as well.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, Watt had three pass defences. He had three quarterback hits. You know, he had half the sack there. But I felt like he was making a... I thought he was putting a lot of pressure on, on Gilbert.
1: Mm, he just from a
0: fan perspective. And look, I, this week, I didn't get a chance to go back through any of the tape or film or what have you. But just as I was watching, I was like, he's causing some headaches on that side. You know, absolutely causing some headaches there. Cam and it I thought they again stepped up. You know, we're seeing... Those guys have just really good... Like, I think how, how Cam's warming it? up now. I think he's getting ready for a big second half.
1: Yeah, but how about Tuitt as well? Tuitt is like just... I saw his little his interview with um, Bud Broader Buddy, did you, did you catch that yeah, one? Yeah, I did see that one. There is some passion there. And this is why we've got to re- remain, you know, positive still. fans like 8 no. We've got Stephon Tuitt. And uh, he's playing some really good football up front and, and pushing people backwards.
0: Yeah, and I went back and watched... Um, just really quickly I went back and watched one of the NFL films the docuseries that they sort of did it at the end of last season where they they did sort of they did a film room with a couple of key players and they had one in there with Cam and that was it was with um Brad Baldinger and um obviously we played you know in the offensive line and then they had Kurt Warner in there and Cam brought he sort of gave these awesome insights about the way him and to it pressure. He had these little black books, which people I don't know that you've seen, but he takes all these studious notes, like a quarterback and he was explaining the way that they do different switches and what have you. And I think a lot of people through to its injuries the last couple of years have been like, Oh, he's not worth it or cut him. Like I know next year, he's mm-hmm. one that if he didn't perform this year, people like cut him. Cause we can, and it's big salary cap saving. And we don't eat a lot of cap. They work off each other. They are like, yeah. A one, they're a total one-two punch, and when you get to see an idea, like see the way Cam explains it, you know, one on their own will probably do okay, but I think the way they work together, you know, it makes the the way that unit performs. Yeah, it's they're a symbiotic, they're a symbiotic partnership in the in the interior defensive line there.
1: Well, it's just two two grown blokes having fun out there, isn't Getting it? Really, after it. just Cam Awood and 7-1-2 and said. I'll meet at the quarterback and let's smash him. And this is what you, you, we really need to... This is, we're at the point now where um, there's a bit of pressure on us, but it's still like every, every game we can win and every game we can get three or four sacks. And it definitely against uh, Joe Burrow, like he's a rookie quarterback. Yes, he's number one draft pick. Cool. Doesn't matter when you got a face full of dirt and you're running sideways and TJ's on your, on your button. That's but, it. This, we say it every week. This is... We'll say it next week. Every week, this defense is ready to, to hammer. And with the steel line, the Blitzberg is coming out to the party.
0: That's it. Well, fan, Steelers fans and listeners out there, that wraps up part one of this week's show. Successful Steelers go up against the bungling Bengals. Join us for part two, and we'll go through just how many times Joe Burrow is going to get sacked.